Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Saturday, June 4th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show in extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter, and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. And I'm going to stop here. I'm going to add the note. So I know a lot of y'all maybe don't make it to the very end of the show on my sign-off. Shows Monday through Saturday. I'll make picks tomorrow, but no show tomorrow. Uh, but I will have picks. I'll post them in the sheet and on Twitter. Okay, so I'll have, I'll have picks for tomorrow, but no show tomorrow. The one pick on every game. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As you go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, y'all, the, the, the ride continues. It's been a lot of fun. It's been the most fun, uh, you know, picks week. I can say uh, I've had in quite a while. Um, it doesn't feel like a lot of overall good variants. It doesn't feel like a ton of good luck. I mean, we're getting a couple breaks here and there, but uh, it just feels like things are bouncing our way. And and so when I say good and bad variants, of course, I don't just mean good and bad luck. I just mean it, there's a random component to sports. And when we, you know, I build a model here and I, and I say a team I think is going to win 60% of the time and the odds only say 58. So I think there's value. I mean, we're talking about relatively small edges. So it feels like the games have gone the way I've thought, but we have to remember um, it's not just good and bad luck. It's just sometimes things just kind of the games play out the way you think, but then in sports they don't. Right. So uh, it's been a f- really phenomenal week. I hope to obviously keep that going. Uh, the process is, is staying the same here, uh, making up for some of the earlier season where we were just couldn't quite get things rolling. Um Again, like I always say, we'll hopefully try to continue that today and finish off the week of shows positive um, or on a positive note. Uh, if, if we didn't finish the week out positive, that would be maybe impossible at this point. It's been such a good week. And before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Just as a reminder, I encourage everyone to have multiple sports books in their portfolio, especially those with MLB Dime Lines. You can find an edge on just about any game if you got a couple of these in your portfolio. I recommend a few of these. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Today, a good mix of afternoon games, late afternoon games, night games. We're going to start off 105 Eastern, first pitch, Tigers and the Yankees. Bo Brisky versus Luis Severino. Nice day in New York. It'll be about 80 degrees throughout the game. A slight breeze, 5 to 10 miles an hour out to left center. The smallest bump to the bats here uh, with the, you know, getting into the 80s, a slight one out. I mean, not a lot. I mean, we're just talking about enough of a boost to get, you know, a warning track fly ball over the fence. So a tiny, tiny boost to the hitters here. Brisky's a pitcher who has an ERA in the fives. His advanced metrics are actually worse than that. His projection is in the fives, uh, just not a good pitcher overall versus Severino, who uh, has pitched fairly well this season. 
and his advanced metrics and underlying projection are far from that. So, I mean, two pitchers that, you know, I always talk about, you know, you can't always look at ERA and innings per start and some of those things like that. we got to dive deeper into the numbers. But these two guys, you can kind of look at those stats that you usually see on your TV screen. And it kind of shows you what you've got here. There's nothing really hidden underneath that. Obviously, the Yankees offense much better than the Tigers offense. Um, model says Yankees minus 283. I I just can't really lay prices around the minus 300s. It's just a personal thing. I, I don't want to do it. But I see the tonight going or this afternoon going a lot like last night. I don't see the Tigers having a chance. I'll take the Yankees on the run line. I don't love these odds. That's why it's only a B pick. At minus 145, I can't be over-invested in it. The odds are just terrible. But, you know, that said, I mentioned it yesterday. Just to, I'll say the same thing real quick. It's the opposite situation of that Pirates-Dodger series. I mean, we're talking about a huge mismatch on the starting pitchers and the offense and the bullpens. Um, Yankees at home. This large number is justified. Um, it doesn't mean the Yankees weren't quite as easy as last night, but I, you know, and Cole's a better pitcher than Severino, but I just don't see how the Tigers score off of him. And I don't see the Yankees having any problems putting up runs on Brisky as it, as it warms up in New York. It maybe not even as it warms up as it isn't cold in New York. Those Yankees bats really get going and, and they just can launch home runs, you know, as the summer gets rolling. So, I mean, I, there's a lot to like here with the Yankees. Only a B pick on this run line, though, just because, like I said, these odds are just not exciting at all. Um, but I think the Yankees win. I think they win handily. I'm taking them on the run line B grade pick at minus 145. 307 Eastern first pitch, Twins at the Blue Jays. Dylan Bundy versus Jose Barrios. I've mentioned this before with both of these guys really i want to like them but they just are not as good as the perception is uh, both of them uh, bundy you know his advanced metrics aren't terrible this season but he doesn't project well he hasn't really performed well um barrios is a pitcher who gosh he's not as bad as that 562 era but his his underlying metrics aren't positive at all He's trending towards and maybe already is at just an average pitcher, which is crazy to think of with the potential um, that we saw from him early in his career in Minnesota. Um, I mean, if you're looking at this, just thinking about the names, you're thinking either one of these teams might prevent some runs, but I don't think that's going to be the case here. As you see, if you're with us on YouTube here, the park factor uh, in Toronto 106, and that's very rarely weather-based because they rarely open up uh, the roof there if they do it's because it's just a beautiful summer day in toronto just a massive hitters park there and i don't see any way that these pitchers hold these offenses down i'm gonna go over nine with an a grade pick um, another twins are lacking a couple of their hitters uh, but there were plenty of runs scored last night and i don't see how tonight's any different the blue jays offense is really going I think this is going to be a situation with a ton of runs scored. I'm going over nine, a grade pick. I'm not messing with the side. The model says Blue Jays minus 149. I don't know if we can get lucky with the Twins again on the on the money line like we did last night. Uh, I just I just don't feel comfortable backing either one of these pitchers, and I can't fade them both on the sides. I can on the total, and that's what I'm doing here. I'm going over nine. You could look over first five as well and just avoid the bullpens. Um, but with the twins having some of their arms out, I think just take the full game. You got the extra inning possibility. Uh, you've got the push possibility there. If you get to four to four at any point in the game, you know, you, you haven't lost. So I like over nine, a grade pick for me 
in Toronto this afternoon. 407 Eastern first pitch, Red Sox at the A's. Nick Pavetta versus Paul Blackburn. Nice day in Oakland, 70 degrees. Uh, kind of as we often see, a slight breeze out to center field. Probably not going to help things too much um, as that park is just very large. Talking about 5 to 10 mile an hour winds out to center, which we, we often see. I feel like I say that a lot about this park. A tale of uh, pitchers who both have performed better than I think they are. Uh, Pavetta has a sub-4 ERA. Is Vance Petrick solid on the season? Nothing to complain about, but I think he's uh, a little bit worse than league average. Um, Blackburn, a pitcher who a shiny 215 ERA and good advanced metrics, but I don't project him to be um, nearly that good going forward. So two pitchers that I don't really trust. Model says Red Sox minus 139. I'm going to go Red Sox minus 130. I think there's some value here at this number. I'm giving this a B grade. I don't really want to touch the total for the same reasons I didn't want to touch the total last night. I don't know what to make of these teams. I don't know what to make of some of these pitchers with the offenses. I, I just, I, I could see a low scoring game, especially in that park. And especially with the offensive struggles that both of these teams have shown. But I don't trust either pitcher really. Um, the Red Sox offense obviously can explode. They did well last night. So we could see it going easily over that total. So I don't know what to make of the total. I'm just going to say I think the Red Sox win this more than the uh, required percentage of the time to make minus 130 a profitable bet. I think minus 140 makes a little more sense. I guess that's about where the model is. I can't give it an A grade. And this is where, again, this is just me personally. I can't give it an A grade because I just don't trust Pavetta. Um, if you do, um, and this is where I, I know a lot about baseball. I know a lot of like, I watch a lot of baseball, read a lot about baseball, but I can't know everything, right? So if, if you're a Red Sox fan, you've done some research, and you've got some reason to believe that uh, Pavetta is better than just league average at this point, then up that to an A pick, you know, in your book. For me, I just I don't completely trust him, but I think there's value on the Red Sox simply because of this. I think that this is priced as if. Blackburn is a better pitcher than Pavetta, and I don't think that's the case. I think they're both just very okay. Both have had some upsides this year. Both are, you know, encouraging. But I don't think at this point I can say that Pavetta is definitely worse than Blackburn. And so because of that, I think there's some value on this number. If the pitchers are awash, as bad as the Red Sox bullpen can be, it's still better than the A's. As up and down as that offense can be, it's still much better than the A's offense. So I think the Red Sox should be a little bit bigger favorites here because I think the starting pitchers are a wash. I don't think it's priced that way, though. So I think value on the Red Sox at minus 130. Just can't quite trust either pitcher, though, which is why it's only a B pick and not an A pick. 405 Eastern first pitch. Mariners at the Rangers. Marco Gonzalez versus Glenn Otto. Went under yesterday. First five, and that one comfortably went, told y'all, under for the game makes a lot of sense. That one, too, just barely hung on as the Mariners uh, scored a few runs late there. We're flipping today, and we're going to go over today, over eight and a half. I think we are seeing two much weaker pitchers, and so I think we can get to that ninth run today. Yesterday... I kind of or really liked both of the pitchers there, depending on exactly how I'm looking at it. But but as as much as 
Marco Gonzalez is three and a half ERA looks good. His underlying metrics are very bad and he projects to be well below average. Otto is a pitcher who is just very meh, but the Mariners offense is better. I think we can get to nine runs on this one. Only a B pick for me for two reasons. Number one, I don't like those odds and the equivalent at nine. I don't like either. Um, you know, you could go over nine. You're probably looking at even money plus 105. I'm just a little bit nervous because I don't fully trust either offense. But I'm trusting the process here, which is these pitchers are bad. The bullpens are both below average. And I think that tells us we can get over the total. Um, it's just not one that I have extreme confidence in. So over eight and a half, minus 122 B pick for me. I'd go over eight at these same minus 122, minus 125, whatever type of odds would be an A pick. Because to me, if I'm laying those odds, I want it to be over eight in this situation. Laying those odds at eight and a half, just not the right combo to get to an A grade. If this, if the odds drop throughout the day, it's an A pick for me in the you know minus 105 range. That's a long ways from minus 122. I don't know how the line will move, but if it does get more favorable, that minus 105 range, that's kind of a pick for me. It's just the odds aren't justifying it here today, personally. With regards to the side, model says maybe a slight Mariner's edge. I, I'm I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to recommend. I don't recommend a, a play on either side here. Personally, it's just me. Um, I'm hesitant to back the Mariners because I think we're paying a little bit of a premium for Marco Gonzalez and his 3.55 ERA, and I don't think that's real. So I don't like paying premiums when I think it's some fool's gold. So I would um, just stay away from the sides. I don't think the price is good either way. I don't like the value on either side. So I'm sticking to the total over eight and a half, minus 122 B pick for me here in the afternoon in Arlington. 405 Eastern, first pitch Guardians at the Orioles. Nice day in Baltimore, low 80s weather-wise. Wind's blowing across, so not going to help hitters or pitchers there with regards to the wind, but slightly warms. Maybe, again, a tiny, tiny boost to the bats there. Tristan McKenzie versus Tyler Wells. Uh, both pitchers who've outperformed their metrics on the season but project to be um, either average in the case of McKenzie or well below average in the case of Wells. With regards to the side, model says slight Guardians edge. I don't disagree with that. I think the Guardians would be a solid play here. It's my second favorite look, taking the Guardians at something like minus 121. The model says minus 125. I'd be comfortable playing up to about minus 130. Um, it's probably about a B grade in the minus 120s. Once you get to minus 130, I still think the Guardians are the right side. I've been talking about this. The Orioles just aren't good. And as we got to continue to get that narrative out of our head of even though they are better, they still aren't good. And so laying only minus 130 when I like McKenzie more than Wells, I like the Guardians offense more than the Orioles offense, I like the Guardians pen better than the Orioles pen. Laying a price under minus 130 is still really good value. So I like the Guardians on the money line for sure. And that would be a B pick. Instead, I'm going to go over eight with an A pick. I think this is a gift, the fact that this is an eight and a half. Um, again, it's a little bit warmer of a day in Baltimore. So far, that park has not played like a hitter's park. There's a lot being made about the outfield being moved uh, moved around in that park, moved back. Uh, but I think it's more of a 
of what's happening is the weather has been colder. I think when you get the full season's worth of metrics, um, I think this won't play as quite the pitcher's park as we've seen so far. Um, I've dropped the park factor for Baltimore because of that outfield being moved back. Um, it's not going to be the extreme hitters park that it was. It was one of the more hitter friendly parks in the league. It was in the top 10 easily, maybe top five, depending on the year. Um, I've dropped that a little bit, but I just, I don't think it's going to play out like it's been this season. So if you look at so far, it's played like a pitcher's park, but I don't think it's, that's not just because the outfield was moved around. I think it's more weather-based today in the eighties. Um, we're not going to be, the ball's not going to be knocked down. And I don't really trust either pitcher again, McKenzie, um, great number so far this season and i and i like mckenzie for sure but and and i think he's better than wells but i don't think he's great the orioles have put up some runs here and there their bullpen isn't very good i think the guardians can score plenty of runs over eight like i said is a gift i looked at the team totals a guardians team total over makes a little bit of sense but i don't fully trust that guardians bullpen i really don't trust the orioles bullpen I think over eight with that push protection there and those odds, I I just think play the full game. Don't overthink it. Um, I think there will be a decent amount of runs in this one. A great pick for me on this over in Baltimore this afternoon. 14 Eastern first pitch nationals at the Reds. Nice day in Cincinnati, low eighties. No real wind to speak of as it'll stay under five miles an hour. Similar situation as Baltimore, maybe a, a, a tiny bit of help to the bats with the temperatures in the 80s. Not a lot. Really, it's more about the fact that it's not a detriment um, having the colder weather that we've seen in so much of baseball this year in April and May. Eric Fetty versus Tyler Malley. Um, Malley's advanced metrics are better than his ERA. So first things first, Malley's not as bad as that five and a half ERA. He projects to be more in the low fours, a little bit better than league average. He can definitely give you some length, which is a positive. Um, so a pitcher who's very okay, not, not as bad as the ERA, um, but not great. And part of the reason his ERA is a little bit higher is he's pitching in a hitter's park in Cincinnati, in a hitter's park that hasn't been affected by the cold weather like every other park north of you know, whatever, midway through the country. Um, I feel like saying Mason-Dixon line. I don't actually know where that is. I know that's a thing that people always talk about, right? I don't know if Cincinnati's north of Mason-Dixon line. I feel like it's probably right in that ballpark. Um, I don't I don't know my history as well as I should, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm a math guy, right? Um, but again, most of those parks further north have been really affected by the colder weather. Cincinnati hasn't. And so that's why it's affecting Mountain CRA is going to be a lot higher pitching in that park. Um, because it makes sense, right? Just maybe slightly better than average pitcher and a hitter's park, he's going to give up some runs. Fetty, on the other hand, has a better ERA, but projects to be worse. Um, I don't trust either offense, but we saw yesterday both offenses uh, score plenty of runs. I definitely don't trust either bullpen. And that's been kind of the way it's gone in games in Cincinnati has been more runs than anything else. And so that's the direction I'm going again here today. I'm going over nine and a half, a pick for me. I'd rather go over nine, but I think this is a situation where they're, the, the books are kind of asking you to go under. They're asking you to take that under on the, on the hook there and, oh, you've got the win if it stays at nine. But I just, I just don't see it. The, the, like I said, the Reds just play these high-scoring games, especially in Cincinnati. Their offense isn't great, but they know how to score runs, especially in that park. Um, 
they're not facing a pitcher that's going to shut them down. And the Nats offense isn't great, but especially again in Cincinnati, you know, like last night, they could score some runs. I think we can get enough runs here to get over this nine and a half. A grade pick for me. I'm just kind of riding the um, this is what we do with the Reds. Um, with regards to the side, model says Reds minus 138. I'm seeing prices like Reds minus 131. I would back, I would take that as well. It's kind of like I said with the Guardians. Taking the Reds on the money line is a B grade pick for me. Um, if I was making more than one pick, I think the Reds win. I think that a number like minus 140 makes a lot more sense than the minus 130 that I'm seeing out there right now. I think you're getting a little bit of value because people are a little bit nervous with Molly or Mally, but again, his advanced metrics and projection are not as bad as his ERA. So I think you've got the better starting pitcher with the Reds um, offenses and neither one are great, but the Reds, you know, hit well, especially in that park. Um, Reds have a better bullpen than national bullpen in Cincinnati. I think there's a lot to like with the Reds. So, uh, Reds would be a B pick for me around as long as you're in the minus one thirties. I just think over is a better look. So over nine and a half is my play, and that gets an A grade from me. Continuing here at this four o'clock time slot, Padres at the Brewers. Mackenzie Gore versus Aaron Ashby could not get the under yesterday. It was the one of the five A picks that lost as Musgrove got the job done for us, throwing eight shutout innings, uh, but. Corbin Burns did not. <laughs> and so uh, didn't get the under yesterday, but I really like both of these pitchers here today. Mackenzie Gore just continues to improve with respect to his projections as the season goes on. It's not just the sparkling uh, 171 ERA. His advanced metrics are very good. And like I said, that makes his projection keep getting better. I've been saying it for weeks now. I really like Ashby. I really like the change that he's made. I think it's I think it's a good thing that the Brewers have had a couple of injuries to really get him in the rotation. It's not a good thing that they've had so many uh, that they're really uh, struggling now with that pitcher depth, but at least getting Ashby in the rotation, I think, is a good thing for them. His advanced metrics line up pretty well with his high two ERA, um, and he projects also to be very good going forward. He's getting a little bit of a knock because of the length issue. Um, and Gore is too, because Gore is not a pitcher that is a young guy. hasn't They haven't trusted him to go very deep for the most part yet, and that makes sense. So both these guys getting a tiny knock for that, but I mean, they're fantastic pitchers. Both bullpens are uh, really good as well. And so with that in mind, I'm going under, I'm going full game, seven and a half, a pick for me on this one. Um, I looked first five. I do like both of the starters but i don't really see a reason to isolate this into the first half of the game given that i like both bullpens i could easily see this being a situation where it's 2-2 after five and it's a 3-2 final and i don't think it'll happen i think first five wins too i'm just saying that's on the table i'd rather have the extra few innings to reduce that variability that happens there will be some runs scored in this game i mean someone has to score because that's how the game works if it's zero zero lucky playing right <laughs> so someone has to score um i assume it'll be more than one nothing because one nothing games are rare so when we talk about seeing a couple of runs i just don't know where they are three and a half is a really low first five total and i really like going under three and a half on the first five when the full game total is more like six and a half or when i have bullpen concerns or when something weird's happening with the weather at the back end of the game versus the front half otherwise as long as i can get a a, a good enough number here on the full game i'll just go full game 
especially like I said, I like both bullpens. Talked about the Brewers have that bullpen reset. Um, the Padres yesterday again only had to use one inning from Stammen. Um, so their bullpen kind of reset as well. Both offenses just very run-of-the-mill average at this point. Obviously, the Padres have more upside when uh, Tatis comes back. That's getting close, apparently. Um, but for now, both offenses – and the Brewers' offense, you know, taking a little bit of a hit with Adamas out. Uh, Urias left yesterday's game. I don't know if he will um, play today. So, I mean, we're talking about some dinged-up offenses that will potentially be better at full strength. They're just not there today. Two pitchers that I think are really undervalued. I think if you took the names off of these guys and you put just their numbers out there, I think this full game total is seven, and now you're at that key number of seven. You're pushing, not winning. This is a gift. Under seven and a half, minus 115 odds are fantastic. Value here is through the roof. A grade for me in that one. 14 Easter first pitch. Giants, the Marlins. Logan Webb versus Pablo Lopez. I tweeted about this yesterday. This total blows my mind at seven. Um, I don't understand how yesterday's total was eight, given you're going to see Eliza Hernandez pitch for the Marlins, whether it was to start or in bulk work, that was the plan either way. Who's their worst pitcher? Um, the Giants going patchwork bullpen game and a bullpen that hasn't been good this year you know i was like eight is insanely low this makes no sense and now we've flipped and we've gone from a bullpen that has not been good this year and the worst pitcher for the marlins uh, to the best pitcher for the giants by far the one guy for the giants who could easily go out there and throw seven or eight and make some of the bullpen issues a little bit of a moot point uh, Pablo has been fantastic. Y'all know I've loved him and loved backing him. And all of a sudden, the total only drops to seven. Yesterday's total should have been nine. Today should be six and a half. I don't quite understand it. I'm going under seven. It's minus 114 as of this morning. A great pick for me. The fact that they're letting us have this push is fantastic news. Uh, I I think, like I said, this total should be six and a half. Even at six, I'm, I'm thinking about under. I don't love, obviously, going under six. But I mean, I'd at least think about it here. I don't see either offense scoring a lot on these two guys. These two pitchers are too good. There might be a little bit made of Logan Webb's, you know, home road splits this year. I wouldn't make anything of that whatsoever. Uh, AT&T Park out in San Francisco has been more of a hitter's park this year. Again, I've talked about it. It's been kind of weird. I don't know what to make of it. He's pitched well there and he's strolled on the road, but I don't, I'm not making anything of it. It's all too small of samples at this point. It's a situation where, um, you know, he's struggling in a few road starts, but now he's making a road start in a pitcher's park. Okay. And so, and I mentioned yesterday, we've seen some high, higher scoring games in Miami than we've seen in the past. And that's true. That's why I had no problem going over because we have, we still see some low scoring games when the pitchers are this good. Right. So it's not a situation where I'm saying that Marlins park is all of a sudden this massive hitters park. And we just got to go over left and right. You know, it's, it's not, you know, we're not playing in Cincinnati here. We're not playing in Denver here. Right. You know, uh, Nothing, nothing in the ninth, you know, we're in extras or whatever yesterday aside. Um, so it, it, it's just that we have seen some runs there this year. It's not just been all pitchers, but we've seen some low scoring games there too. This, I think, is one of them. Like I said, this total is a gift at seven under A grade for me. I love both these pitchers. I think both these pitchers, um, you know, go seven 
innings and you know give up no or no runs or one run i think it's going to be quick i think it's going to be fun if you like watching pitching i think we get an easy under win here in this one with regards to the side uh it's kind of a coin toss game and the model says maybe slightly into the marlins and that's exactly where the odds are so i'm staying away from the side uh i don't think there's an edge to be had either way here like I said, I want to back both pitchers, and the way to do that is just taking the full game under. 14 Eastern first pitch, White Sox at the Rays. Dylan Cease versus Drew Rasmussen, two more pitchers that I really like as well. Cease's advanced metrics better than his ERA. He's got blown up a couple times, bumping his ERA a little bit higher, but still a very good pitcher. Uh, Rasmussen, 347 ERA. His advanced metrics line up exactly with that. Projects a tiny bit worse but still a very good pitcher and one y'all know I like to back. Model says raise minus 122. I like backing Rasmussen because I still think there's a little bit of value based on the perception that he's not, you know, in the tier of quality that I think he is. Um, that said, I don't like fading Cease. I think we've done it once or twice this year. Um, I think the issue with Cease is that when he struggles, things go south, but most of the time he doesn't. And when he doesn't, he's really hard to beat. And so fading him today feels a little bit crazy because you're counting on him to struggle. And if he doesn't, it's like he, he probably goes seven innings in one run or something. And not that, you know, Tampa can't win one nothing, but that's that's not a recipe for – it doesn't feel like a smart play. And so the model says a tiny bit of a raise edge at minus 117 is the price I'm seeing right now. I, I think I really want to see more like minus 110 before I play Tampa, and I don't think that number's going to happen – if it does and it gets down to the minus 110s and to the minus you know, 100s, I think Tampa makes a lot of sense. I think that's some good value at home. Um, again, like I said, I like backing Rasmussen. But at this point, it's just hard to, to fade Dylan Cease, of course. And so instead, I'm going to do that same play I did in that last game. I'm just going to go under seven. Odds are minus 115. I'm giving this an A grade here, um, a park that is – just consistently sees low scoring games. It's been the way it's been in years past. It's the way it's been um, this year as well. I don't think we get to seven. I love this under and this game of the one before, you know, I looked first five, but I, you know, with, with the pitchers involved knowing that they can get deeper into the game and make the bullpens a little bit shorter, knowing I think it should be low scoring and tight. We'll see the better bullpen arms. I like going full game under seven in general, as opposed to first five under three and a half, um, just because I don't see there being extra any advantage there. I like to go to that first five, three and a half when I see a number like six and a half for the total. So the fact that we can hold on to that seven, I think makes more sense. So first five in both of those isn't crazy in my opinion. Um, and if you want to split your units around, try to add a little variability up, that's fine. Uh, but I just think full game under seven uh, for both of our games here in Florida is the way to look. 
And that takes us to extra innings. I've got three leans for you today, three C-grade picks. All of them are first five unders. The first one is Diamondbacks at the Pirates will be about 75 degrees and about a five-mile-an-hour wind out. Uh, so a fairly neutral environment there. Again, maybe the tiniest boost to the bats from the breeze, depending on if there's a gust or not. Um but just a nice day, fairly neutral environment there in Pittsburgh. Zach Davies versus Rancy Contreras. Um, I like Contreras a lot. Um, I'm going first five under because I just don't think there's any value on the side. And I don't trust either bullpen. It's only a lean just because, you know, there are a lot of runs scored in yesterday's game. And I just don't know what to make of these teams and these offenses in general. They're kind of up and down. But I think first five under is probably the way to look. Uh, I think that's... The best play I can come up with this one, just a, just a C pick, though. Not one I, I like that much. Uh, 9-10 Eastern first pitch, Braves at the Rockies. Spencer Strider versus Kyle Freeland. We're going to start in the mid-upper 70s, close in the upper 60s. Um, a, a wind that's blowing in the start, out to finish. So it's warmer at the start, but the wind's blowing in. It's colder at the end, but the wind's blowing out, about 5 to 10 miles an hour. So it's going to play pretty neutral throughout the game. Um Obviously, of course, the, you know, huge hitters park. Don't expect a repeat of yesterday. I can't remember the last time I've seen something like that in Denver. That was something. Um, but two pitchers that I still kind of like here in Strider and Freeland. So I'll make the same pick I did yesterday. First five under, six and a half, but just a lean. Um, Strider, I think, is pretty good. Did struggle in that first inning last time out against an offense that really only had a couple guys to worry about and couldn't uh, start us off strong there. So, a little bit nervous there. Freeland, I think, is solid. He pitches tends to pitch okay in quarters, but just in that ballpark, I don't fully trust these pitchers. Only a lean for me on this first five under six and a half. With regards to the side, the model says the same thing it's been saying. It says there's a slight Rockies edge. It's not one that I really want to play that I feel confident about. Um, and I just I just can't back the Braves again. I just don't want to pay this premium. It's just too much. Um, model thinks there's a. a it's a really bad idea to back the Braves. And I tend to agree with that in Denver, you end up with these more coin tossy type games because the runs just go crazy. And and when it's an anything can goes game, laying a price like minus minus one sixty, um, when you, I mean, I like Strider, but I'm not sure given the length and given the uncertainty, I'm not really sure Strider's better than Freeland. I mean, I think he will be, um, I think it in, in three inning bursts he is, but just overall, like I'm just not, Sure, like if he is or if he is how much better he is than Freeland. Again, a guy who tends to pitch okay in cores, which is a huge thing we have to consider given how different that park plays. So, I mean, I guess maybe Schrader's a little better, but like I said, I'm, I'm just not convinced, right? So it's just when when the starting pitchers are this close in a game that, you know, has a total of 12 and a bunch of runs can happen either, every which way, I just, I just get, I just, my biggest recommendation in this game is just don't lay minus 160 with the Braves. That's just way too high of a price in my opinion. And the last lean for you, 10-10 Eastern, first pitch Mets at the Dodgers. Uh, similar story as we've been seeing, you know, 60 degrees uh, to finish, upper 60s to start. Slight breeze out like it normally is to start, but then dying down um, by the end of the day there in L.A. David Peterson versus Walker Bueller. Uh, right now, if the number comes down on the Dodgers, I'd play them at minus 176. It's just a little too high for me. The Mets are a good team. 
Um, I think the Dodgers win. I just, I'd be looking for something in the minus 160s to back LA. So I, I think right now I'll go first five under four and a half again, just to lean. I think it'll be like last night. I think the Dodgers are the better team. I think they probably win. I think they get up early. You know, I think it's a pretty similar game to last night. Um, but I just, I'm not overly confident in this. It's not a, it's not a situation that I really like that first five under. And then four other games to talk about. There's the doubleheader in Chicago with the Cardinals and the Cubs, where it looks like pitching wise, we're going to see a lot of who knows what, a bunch of unproven pitchers and a bunch of bullpen. Um, that could be an interesting day. Weather-wise, uh, we're going to be in the 60s all day in Chicago. Slight breezes blowing in, 5 to 10 miles an hour. So it's not a situation where we should see, you know, 40 runs total in these two games um, from the weather perspective. But pitchers are uh, very much of a question mark of how that's going to play out. Cardinals scored a floppity billion runs yesterday. So, uh, you know, if they're starting to pick it up, who knows what will happen there. So it could be some wild ones in Chicago. No odds right now as we haven't confirmed all the pitching situations. If those change, I'll update the numbers in the sheet. Either way, I will tweet out a pick for those when we have the full information. Astros Royals are an afternoon game, 14 Eastern first pitch. Projected afternoon start, mid-upper 70s, but a chance of rain that might make this an evening game. TBD on that. It's either going to completely miss, or if it hits, it's going to be pretty heavy. It's just not a thick line. It's not one of those big blobs of rain. So it, so if it just if it just misses it, um, this game will be played, and you won't even know there's any issue, but it might turn into an evening game. It should get played either way. Um, slight breeze out if it does happen in the afternoon. Uh, Luis Garcia versus Chris Bubik, who is not confirmed. Uh, for Kansas City, so no line yet. Again, I'll tweet out something on that later. And then the last one, Angels at the Phillies. Nice day in Philadelphia, upper 70s to start, low 70s to close. Slight breeze in, about five miles an hour. Michael Lorenzen versus Zach Wheeler. Um, you know I love Wheeler, of course. He's been fantastic. Uh, I've been riding him, especially after that slow start. I made the comment, hey, don't buy into that. That was just the whole, he didn't get the same spring training his peers did. And that's paid off for us mostly. Lorenzen, good numbers, but worse advanced metrics. Um, a line came out for this just before I hit record. So I, I saw the line, but I'm holding off on this for now. I want to look more into this. Model says Phillies minus 151. And before, you know, before I hit the record, but I was seeing Angels plus 169. I keep talking about the Angels are going to rest some of their hitters here. And I say that because multiple times that uh, let me start off this, my thesis statement, I don't know what the heck the angels are doing with their lineups. I don't, I don't know what their plan is. I don't know if they have a plan, but multiple times this season in situations that surprised me, they gave one of their top hitters or multiple of their top hitters, the nights off the days off and double header, something like that in situations that I really thought they could have done something more creative with the designated hitter could have done something more creative with one guy's out one game, one guy's out the other game, that sort of thing. And they just seemed very early on. The mindset seemed to be, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're not going to run our guys out there and kill them. That's fine. All of a sudden, this last set though, they have a doubleheader in New York, and they travel to Philadelphia, and their top three guys play all three games. I don't understand what the plan is here. At some point, those guys need a day off, and I'm not falling for Angels plus 169 
until I see a lineup because I do not think – I could be wrong here because, again, I don't know. I mean, the Angels, their plan may be you guys play until we win, right? They've lost these all three of those games. I don't know. But if, if, if there's any semblance of what we saw in the first two months from their strategy, it would be do not play these games tonight and tomorrow because now we're talking about uh, how many games in – you know, a short window. Um, I'll confirm here just because I, yeah, they're not the night game Sunday. So it's a day game Sunday afternoon. So we'd be talking about playing Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. That's five games in under four days or in four days, but not even the full hours part because we, you know, you don't even get to the Sunday night thing. So I assume people are going to see some days off. So I'm not falling for angels plus 169. That's what the model says because the models are not, I don't know who's going to have the nights off, right? So long story short, uh, I want to dive into this one further. Obviously, I like Wheeler and fading him is tough, but I want to see, I want to figure out what's going on because multiple times this season, I backed the Angels and all of a sudden they're resting hitters or, um, you know, not just going their full strength. So TBD on that game, I'll tweet about it. Uh, later with an official pick. But right now, I'm very leery of just exactly when the Angels decide to give their guys rest because, again, they're the one team in baseball that that really concerns me with. Just about everybody else, not really. It's rounding here. We're talking about 1% here, 1% there, maybe two. And for the most part, we can't be that accurate anyway. So it's um, uh, we can't be that precise, I guess what I'm trying to say. So the 1% here and there aren't as big of a deal uh, the Angels are so top-heavy. They're the one team that that's not really true with. So um, not taking anything right now. I'll take something later, and I'll tweet out my explanation. You can follow me on Twitter for that. Keep uh, an eye on the sheet, as I will put the pick there as well. And so recapping, the A picks for me today. Twins and Blue Jays over 9. Guardians and Orioles over 8. Nationals and Reds over 9.5. And then I've got a trio of unders to go with that trio of overs. Padres and Brewers under seven and a half. Giants and Marlins under seven. And White Sox at Rays under seven. I said it before, as we get to the warmer months, I'm going to start shifting. We're kind of, I feel like, hitting almost that 50-50 over-under split. I'm probably still more 60 under, 40 over, especially with the ball being a little bit weird and not really flying. Um, but that's, that's going to be shifted as the weather warms up. I think people don't realize the effect that weather has on totals. So, uh, I told you all that a month ago. It wouldn't just be straight unders all season from me. And we're starting to see that here as I'm got, getting a little more comfortable with some of these overs. So three A-grade overs, three A-grade unders, and four picks coming on Twitter or the sheet later today. And that's all I've got for you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. I got some neat things up there, how I'm doing by team. I've got the win stuff out there for you. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see y'all Monday. Again, a reminder, I'll post the model output and I'll give you picks for tomorrow, but no show tomorrow on Sunday. Best of luck this weekend. I'll see y'all Monday. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.